Welcome to First Things First. This is the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. So uh, I'm Brad Miles. I'm the pastor at First Baptist Church Shallow Water. And, and First Things First is a production of First Shallow Water. Each week we, we get to meet people from our church, from our community, uh, from around town, from all over the world, really. And we talk to them about things that matter to us in our church and in our town. And this week I am really excited to introduce you to Annie Abney. So uh, Annie is a new member of our church. Uh, she's she's been here since was it September? September. Yeah, September. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and her husband, and she's also an employee of our church. <laughs> she is our uh, ministry assistant, which means that she answers phones and kind of works the front desk. But she also does graphic arts uh, for us and helps with creative design of worship series and she (laughs) writes curriculum and she does all kinds of amazing things for our church. We're very grateful to have Annie. So you may have run into her though if you've ever been into our office. So uh, uh, Annie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the people out there what they (laughs) need to know about Annie Abney. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a lot to live up to. Um, (laughs) My name is Annie, like Brad said, and I'm married to Jackson Abney, who was on the podcast just a few weeks ago. Yes. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen because yes. it's really good. Fabulous um, episode. And we have been married for almost a year now. So mm. it's kind of crazy that's gone that fast, but oh, so cute. <laughs> here we are. Newlyweds. Um, yeah. Oh. Something like that. <laughs> uh, when, when's your anniversary? March 30th. Okay. So, so yeah. Like coming right, up. Right down the road. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So kind of crazy. You have big plans? You making plans? No. Yeah. Literally today yeah. we were like, what should we do? Maybe we should go, like, there's this band that we like. I'm like maybe we should go to one of their concerts, or yeah, maybe yeah. we should just stay home. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I hear <laughs> just you. Just whatever. I hear but, you. All yeah. right. Well, uh, the first one is kind of a big deal, so yeah. you guys do celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, after that, you can kind of mail some of them in, I guess. But, but, yeah. Uh, but, like, for us, I mean, we just celebrated our 26th. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so because I'm really old, <laughs> and uh, but 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 Amy, God love her. We've never had good anniversaries. We've always, mm. you know, we've always been moving on our oh, anniversary. No. <laughs> so like the worst thing you can possibly mm-hmm. do. So many times we've been moving. So I owe Amy like a big something <laughs> for an anniversary. We yeah. had a big trip planned for our 25th. We were going to drive to all these places that we. Mm you know, that were a part of our story, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and see people that we hadn't seen in a long time and, mm-hmm. and, and thank them for being a part of, of what God has done in our marriage. But that was COVID year. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so nothing, that's <laughs> oh, what man. we did there. So mm-hmm. anyway, but, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll have some, uh, good ones in the future. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. So one year of marriage, <laughs> yeah. what else about Annie do we need to know? Um, well, I have two dogs. I love them very much. Um, Snoop and Frankie. They're my two little favorite things in <laughs> <Snoop> the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is the best. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Snoop and Frankie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of dogs are they? They are golden doodles. Oh. So they're siblings one year apart. So we got them from the same parents. And, oh, okay. Um, they Snoop is fully black and Frankie is fully white, so no gold in there, but it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Well, Golden Dude is just a name. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to refer to actual, you know. So Snoop Snoop Dog mm-hmm. is. Uh, so I'm assuming he's like super chill. Oh no, and just, no, <laughs> no, 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 not no. at all. He is actually like the craziest dog I've ever been around. Okay. Runs literal laps around our living room constantly. <laughs> like does not stop ever. So <laughs> we got him Frankie as a friend to kind of. Yeah, like get some of that energy out, you know. Yes, and it didn't. It, it just didn't made help it at worse. All. So <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's good. Dogs are a blessing. Yes, you know? mm-hmm. I have two dogs myself. So uh, Canyon and Dallas, <laughs> and uh, a boxer and a 
Mastiff Lab mix. So oh. Mastador. Wow. You've had a chance to meet them, mm-hmm. right? Because you've been yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. We have to like close them off in a room by themselves when the company <laughs> yeah. comes in, though, because they're super loving mm-hmm. and they will they will just annoy you. So uh, okay, so two dogs. Yeah. What else? We have a fish. We a just fish. got it last week very yeah. impulsively. I texted Jackson, like I was working up here and I was like, I want a fish. Can we go get one today? <laughs> he's like, uh, I guess, you know, just riding the wave. And we got a fish. I named it John Cena, like S E A Cena. It's the best. <laughs> but yeah, he's really cool. He's red. He just kind of floats and doesn't do too much. But yeah. He's there. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how fish are. Yeah. You know, they're just, they, they, they're low maintenance mm-hmm. pets. Yes. So that's exactly. kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, and you've been a member here since September. You mm-hmm. and Jackson uh, joined whenever you came to work out yeah. here. Mm-hmm. But you and Annie have known each other, though, for quite a while. Yeah, for a long so, time. Uh, so, Annie, for those of you who are listening, Annie was a senior in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever I think I, so. I taught at Southcrest Christian School, and she was a senior in high school there. So, mm-hmm. so we knew each other from way back in the day. <laughs> and uh, good times. All right. So, uh, Annie, so uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, so, of course. Thanks uh, for having you guys, me. And you guys who are listening, like Annie is on this side of the microphone now. <laughs> But in the past, for all the other episodes of the podcast, she's been like helping with the technical stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird to be on this side, but I'm here for yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. You're a superstar. So, <laughs> but anyway, so it's great. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're, that you're on the podcast. And, I, and I, what we've been doing is just, you know, talking about, um, we just want to kind of hear people's faith story. You know, what's yeah. going, what has God done in your life? So start off by just talking about, um, Maybe how you came to faith in Christ. What was that story like? And what led you to that moment? You know, but just talk about that. For yeah. So that's kind of a twofold question for me, I guess. Um, I was raised in a very like religious, like Christian household. Yeah. Um, like since I was born, my mom has been in the choir singing every Sunday. My dad's been a deacon, teach uh-huh. Sunday school, all of that. So I actually like I got saved at four years old. And like, yeah. truthfully, I don't remember it. Like it wasn't this right. big like story that led up to it. It was just I kind of think I knew what I was doing, but also I kind of think I just didn't want to go to hell and sure. I was like yeah, yeah sure yeah. that sounds like the better plan you know uh-huh. to accept Christ into my heart and um so I never necessarily like had that big transition moment I mm-hmm. guess when I was a kid when I first accepted Christ um and since my family was like going to church every Sunday I had like what what do they call it like Christianese down really well yeah, right. I knew all the good terms I knew how Save to act words. like I could get by without having to actually invest in that relationship, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so it really wasn't until I was a sophomore in high school that I kind of decided, you know, I need to make this faith my own. Yeah. It's kind of funny how I got there. I went to Southcrest. That was my first year at Southcrest. Yeah. And um, I got there and I remember like day one, I was in a history class and he's asking questions and he asked everyone in the room, he's like, what is this? Um, I don't remember what we were talking about, something in history. Yeah. But he's like, what does this remind you of? And he like called on me and I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. This all seems like there's just a lot going on here. And everyone else in the room was like, oh, this reminds us of like Christ dying on the cross for our sins. And I was like, oh man, I don't have this down. Like I need to learn more. (laughs) And so I started like diving into scripture and just trying to get to know the Lord, I think. And that's when it kind of came more personal because I started like actually living out all these new things that I'd been reading. You know, I knew all the like children's stories that come Mm -hmm. from the Bible, but I hadn't ever actually like read scripture and invested in reading scripture and letting that change my life, you know? So it kind of was at that point that I like started living it out as my own. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, and I, Annie, I just want to, you know, as a side note, I want to make a plug for, for a Christian education, you Mm, know, because I just think it's awesome that you have a a story where, you know, a child, uh, you know, or a student 
comes to faith in Christ because of something that happened in their history class. Mm-hmm. Now, look, that happens in public schools too. I'm not trying yeah, to, and, and I absolutely. love our public school teachers out there. I think they do a wonderful job, and and uh, and they and that's a calling that God has placed on their lives mm-hmm. to, to you know to be there and to be sharing the gospel in that context, you know, whatever yeah. way they can. Um, but I'm also grateful for for, for Christian education, mm-hmm. where uh, for, for a place like Southcrest Christian School, where you know where the teachers can talk about their faith openly, yeah, and, absolutely, and can uh, you know because education historically was always connected to faith, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and it's really only been in the past you know 100, 150 years or whatever that we've kind of tried to separate yeah, those two things, uh-huh. but that's not been the history of education. We've always understood that our physical selves and our mental intellectual selves and our spiritual selves all needed to be developed, you know, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. what education always was. So, uh, so anyway, that's cool. Great. Yeah. Awesome story. <laughs> so you, you, you really made the commitment then mm-hmm. as a sophomore in high school. So that, how did that, how did that kind of flesh out o- over the next few years yeah. in your life? Like what, what did, what did finally becoming a serious Jesus follower, what did that look like in your life and how was it different? Yeah. Um, honestly it, it changed like a lot that, like sophomore year of high school, I started, like I said, I started really diving into the word and seeing like what it meant to actually be a Christian. And that kind of led me into a mission trip with Michael. For those of y'all who don't know, I've known Michael since I was like 12. Michael Michael, Michael is our our youth minister, Mm -hmm. Michael Corallo. He's a youth minister. Uh, but but he used to be the youth minister at Indiana Avenue. Yeah. It's where, uh-huh. That's probably where you guys knew Yeah, him. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So he was an intern when I was in youth, and then okay. I ended up becoming his employee and yeah. the rest of Whole history, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now we're here. Um, but, yeah, uh, I went on a mission trip to Anchorage, Alaska with him, Sweet. and um, we went and we were actually on separate teams. But my team went, and we did park ministry, and uh-huh. we were in this neighborhood where literally, like, we were bringing kiddie pools out because the kids wouldn't be able they they didn't have water to bathe and stuff and so that was their like bath for the day and we would bring out sandwiches for lunch and that was like the only meal that they would get for the day and um I met this really sweet family I really um like I just loved them a lot like we just connected really fast and um they had this little girl her name was Anita and she was like one maybe like she was barely walking and um while we were there they actually got evicted from their house and they became Mm -hmm. homeless while we were there and so um me and my team leader we went to the grocery store and we just bought like as much as we can like as much food clothing like jackets that kind of stuff because it's alaska it's cold you know it's gonna get cold Mm -hmm. and so we were doing everything we can and they ended up finding um a friend who had a shed in their backyard and was gonna let them live in the shed for a while but that just really like it broke me down you know like it Mm -hmm. wrecked me and you know, I went on this trip and I think this is something that a lot of first time mission trip people like experience, but they're like, oh, I'm going to change like so much. I'm going to go and I'm going to spread the gospel and it's going to be great. And then the Lord is like, um, remember, it's me that does this and I'm actually going to like do something in you. In and you, so yes. he like completely broke me down and wrecked me and um, just really showed me a lot about what it meant to love people and how to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so, yeah. So you've said so much there that I think is awesome. I want to pause on, yeah. you know, um, one of the things that you said was that, you know, that these mission experiences really are, we go thinking that we're going to really make a difference in the lives of these people. And that happens, but really mm-hmm. what happens is that so they make a difference in our lives. Yeah, That's really absolutely. what happens. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit works through these other people to transform us. And, and th- this is just like, 
the beginning of your mission yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. You have more to yeah. share about that, I'm <laughs> sure. But uh, but that that is such a powerful truth, and mm-hmm. and and we forget that sometimes. So in churches, that's why it's so important for us to engage in mission around the world. We want to share the gospel. We want to spread the gospel, but also it keeps our hearts broken and pure before the Lord. Yeah. And you know, people like the folks that you mentioned who are living literally hand to mouth, like you know. Uh, every day, just trying to make it through that day, mm-hmm. make sure they have a roof over their head for that day, right? People, yeah. people like that. One of the things that we also don't often understand, growing up where we have grown up and living in shallow mm-hmm. water, right, and then <laughs> Lubbock, you know, uh-huh. um, we forget that two, you know, over two thirds of the people in in the world, most people in the world, that's how they live. Yeah. Most people in the world live on less than a dollar a day, mm. and and they're just it's it's completely wake up in the morning, try to find some food for that day, a place to sleep, and go go yeah. to sleep at night, and do the same thing again the next mm-hmm. day, you know. And so, uh, so it's awesome to to have experiences where we're interacting with people like that. Yeah, Man, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, it does change us. Doesn't it, it really does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. So so that yeah. was one way you really kind of got dug into. And, and so did mission, was that the point really where mission kind of captured your heart? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I ended up like, I went to high school at South Crest and I came, it came my senior year and I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. You know, uh-huh. I have no idea. And honestly, I did not want to go to college. And so I was yeah. like, what can I do instead? What can I find? Like, where can I invest? How can I take a gap year? And, um, I had a friend, uh, Matt Hathaway actually, yeah. Yeah. and uh. he knew I was kind of going through this and he's like, Hey, I found a blog of a really cool person. And, um, I think you should just read it, just hear what he did. And he did this thing called the world race, okay. um, which is a nine month mission trip, sp- spending three months in each country. So yeah. three different countries, three months each. Um, and you take just nine months and you go and you're with 40 strangers and you just be the hands and feet of Jesus, serve wow. where you can. Yeah. Um, and that sounded pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. I read. Well, you get to travel the yeah, world. Yeah, it sounds yeah, so cool, yeah, especially yeah. for a eighteen year old wanting to uh-huh. experience the world, you know. And um, I decided that, or I didn't decide. Really, the Lord decided that that's where I needed to go. Sure. I remember I was driving home and I was like, "No, I shouldn't do this." Like. Uh-huh. 18 years old, I shouldn't travel the world. That seems like a bad idea. And the Lord was just like, no, like you're going to do this. You're going to go home. You're going to talk to your parents about it. You're going to figure it out. Um, And I remember being like, well, it's like $12,000. Like I can't raise that much money. And the Lord was like, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to provide. And I went home, talked to my parents and they were not thrilled about the idea. If I'm completely (laughs) honest, they did not love it. Um, Who would? Look, I'm a parent. I've got a 21 year old Mm -hmm. daughter, you know, and I've got a 13 year old daughter. That would be terrifying mm-hmm. to yeah. have that conversation with one of my kids. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, honestly, I'm. this is full confession. I applied without them knowing, and I got accepted without them knowing because okay. they were still kind of in that phase of, like, I don't know. Like, right. I don't think you should do this. But the Lord kind of, or the Holy Spirit, like, shaped yeah. their hearts and changed it a little bit to sure. where they were like, okay, you can do this. We're just really scared, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is totally normal. Um, but then there was the finances, and I was so scared about that. And within one month I had $16,000, which oh. is 4,000 more than what I needed. So it was wow. like, yes, the Lord is calling me to this, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I went, I went to El Salvador and Malawi and the Philippines. Those are my three countries. Um, and I lived in all different kinds of situations. Um, there are months where I was in a tent. There were months where I was um, living in an orphanage and just kind of serving there. There wow. was a month where I was working in a birthing clinic and actually I got to deliver a baby no by myself way. at 18 years old. I delivered a baby, <laughs> which is amazing. insane. Yeah. <laughs> and so really, really, really cool experiences uh-huh. all around. And the Lord just completely 
like changed my life. You know, I went into it thinking, oh, I've done mission trips before. You know, I kind of know like how this is going to go. I know the Lord's going to work, but I had no idea how much he was actually going to work and change me and shape me and um, really mold me into the person I am today just through that trip. Right. Yeah. Wow. I get, boy, we could probably just talk forever about the experiences that you had (laughs) on that that one ninth Mm -hmm. month, nine month period. So, um, so, uh, you said you mentioned even living in a tent. Yeah, right, for a yeah, is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, when I was in Africa, uh, we had a ministry, and there was like rooms and stuff that we could stay in, but right. there just weren't there were too many people, so we yeah. slept in a tent. <laughs> you know? nice. But yeah, it was in really Africa. cool. Mm-hmm. So in that Malawi. was that's Malawi, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, so t- where on the continent of Africa is Malawi? Where, oh, it's kind of it? like in the middle, kind of south side. Okay, so right. yeah, awesome. So so you're sleeping in a tent outdoors mm-hmm. yeah. in Africa mm-hmm. as an 18 year old. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> that is, man. Yeah. That yeah. is. So, uh, so when, of all of the, uh, during the like, year, if there was like, if, there, if, if and I, I, this is a terrible question. Andy. I'm just going to, I'm <laughs> just going okay, to I'm here for it. <laughs> but, but that's how people, you know, the, it's so tough when you come back from something that formative, that mm-hmm. is a nine month experience. Yeah. Right? And you come back and you just, or your heart's just bursting with all these things that the Lord has done. And you start, you know, talking about when people and their eyes just start to glaze over. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's so hard. You <laughs> yeah, know? it really is. Um, but if you could distill down your experiences and just talk about maybe one thing that the Lord mm-hmm. really taught you over that nine yeah. month period, what would you say that was? What was the, what was um, the big lesson? Well, I think there were two overarching lessons for me. The first one being love and how like to love others like Christ loved. And right. that doesn't necessarily mean, um, I think before I kind of left with a legalistic attitude where it's like right. you do A, B, C, and D and you're good, you know, uh-huh. and just kind of stepping into new experiences and just loving people where they're at and meeting them where they're at. That's right. so important. And especially that's like what Jesus would do. That's how you like call people to him is show right. them how he loves them. And so um, that was a big one. The mm-hmm. second one was freedom and just learning how to rest in the Lord and just allow yourself to be free in his presence and sure. rest in that. Yeah. So. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like yeah. that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure though, there were moments where like, I, I'm thinking about you delivering a baby. <laughs> 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm sure there were moments where you were like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Yeah. I think at least one every day, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> for sure. Which is fascinating to like be in a situation where you're just constantly, Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly having to confront these insecurities and these doubts that exist in your own heart about your abilities. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, just stepping into it every day is, a OK, Lord, whatever you have for me, I'm saying yes. And you just have to yeah. really rely on the Lord to do all of it because you can't do any of it by yourself. Like there's no chance that 18 year old Annie by herself could go and do all these crazy things like it was sure. all the Lord. And um, I don't know. I think that that's. Really, the key is just saying, okay, whatever you have for me, I'm saying yes. I'm stepping into it. And right. Just allowing yourself to do that and not getting too in your head about all of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've been in, we've been in this series called Enough where we're actually talking about, you know, insecurities that mm-hmm. we often feel, yeah. you know, and, and doubts that we often have. Um, and, uh, and we're talking about Moses and how he dealt with some of these mm-hmm. same things, right? So, um, but, but, so talk about how you have changed as a person, or maybe this is what I mean, how your view of yourself has changed, you know, before trip 
mm-hmm. and, and post trip? Like, you know, yeah. what was shaped in, in, in the way you view yourself? Mm-hmm. I think honestly, it was super humbling. I, I left thinking, oh, I can do all these things. And I came back right. and like, Mm-mm, I, I can't, can't do, do any, any of things. it. <laughs> you know, it's all Jesus. And I think that that's more empowering and freeing mm-hmm. knowing that it's him, you know, um, knowing that I don't have to have control of it all. I don't have to be right. the one to do all of this. Like he has gifted me. And if he calls me to it, he's going to provide for it. You know, yeah. if he, um, wants me to do something that I don't feel capable of, like he's going to do it. Um, kind of that, like when we're weak, he is strong. He's our strength and our weakness. And yeah. so that's kind of a lot of what shaped that mindset. Yeah, that's, that's so true. You know, in this series, we've been talking a lot about people who struggle with like crippling insecurity or mm-hmm. struggle with, you know, doubts about themselves, insecurity in some way. Um, but what we haven't talked about often are people who think they've got it all together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really, really uh, have some confidence about themselves. Yeah. Uh, but the, the problem with that is that all of us, if we feel that way about ourselves, like with you, that what the trip did with you, mm-hmm. is it you, you, you run, you find there are limits to your strength. Oh, yeah. You, you uh-huh. find that however awesome you think you are, however much together you think you've got it, you, the, the world puts you in places where mm-hmm. you realize, oh my gosh, no, yeah. I don't even have, you know, I don't have any idea how mm-hmm. to handle it. And so all of us get to that place then where we realize we are not enough. Yeah. We're not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at that point, the question is, well, uh, are we just going to despair? You know, mm-hmm. or uh, or or are we going to really lean into the truth that it's God, that God's yeah. power, mm-hmm. He's enough. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. which is what like an experience like that can teach mm-hmm. you. You know, definitely, so definitely. And you know, over time, you forget that and mm-hmm. you relearn it. You know, different things come in life, and you'll just continue to grow. And I think that the Lord like knows we're going to fail sometimes, and we're oh, not yeah. going to follow that, but um, He gives us new opportunities to learn all that every day, you know, fail all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> on a Same. daily basis, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So what, um, what are some other experiences or things that have happened in your life that you feel like have really shaped you and brought you to this point? Is yeah. there anything else that you would really point to is, um, honestly, this past year, this past year has been like, it's been some of the highest highs and the lowest lows. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we went from, we got engaged in January and in January, my job completely changed. You know, I got a ton of new responsibility put on and stuff that like all of a sudden, like all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Within a day, it was Uh just, here you go. This is yours. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, knowing that like in that I didn't have full freedom to do the things that needed to be done, but I had to like be the face of the things that needed to be done, you know? (laughs) And so it was a little difficult for sure. Or I guess that's an understatement. And actually, um, it's really tough on mental health and stuff. And so we got, we got married March 30th, right? Uh April 6th, I ended up having to go on antidepressants because I just, my mind could not handle it anymore. And you know, then I start going through, well, I'm just a terrible wife, you know, six days into this and I'm just not doing great. And, um, and obviously like Jackson, he was so great. He was so sweet. He never made me feel that way. It was totally all in my head, but struggling with that. And then, um, April came and new changes came with staff, um, where I was at. And, uh, that kind of hit a point where I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to move on. I think it's time for me to leave, which was a hard, hard decision. You know, I'd been there for four years and I loved those kids so much, you Uh know, they all turned into some of my best friends and, um, I'm not only leaving just the kids behind, but my family's there, Jackson's family's there. So wow. we're leaving yeah. a lot of ties with that. Um, and so just a really hard kind of transition. And then I came here, which honestly, like 
all of the blessings here. Like it's insane. If I had known, like it would have just made that transition so much easier. Like it's like an, obviously you need to go there, you know, (laughs) like that's a a great place. And, um, just so many blessings have come out of being here for both of us, both me and Jackson. And Mm -hmm. we really, really like appreciate the opportunity to be here. And especially for me being on staff, like I love being able to serve here. That's great. Um, and so we go, that September, um, October, our house floods, yes, which was crazy. That. Yeah, that was so bananas. crazy. We had pipe issues in our bedroom, our bathroom, and our um, like kind of entryway from the garage, our washing where our washing machine and all that is. It all flooded, and um, we basically were not in there from like in that half of the house from October to January. Like January oh. is when we finally were able to kind of go back in there, and it's still not done. We still don't have a floor. We got a big carpet and we rolled that sucker out, and we're, we're like, like, here we, we go. Gotta, we yeah, gotta we gotta we be do. in. So yeah. um, that happened, and then. October, mid-October, we found out that we were pregnant and we were so excited, you know, Mm -hmm. so happy. And um, just that's something we've always wanted. We always wanted to be parents. And so we were super excited about that. And then November comes around and we find out we lost the baby. And that like just led into some really, really hard times, you know, like just sitting there and realizing that like there's nothing that could have been done. Like we Mm -hmm. couldn't have fixed it. There's nothing that anyone did wrong, but still just feeling so much like pain and hurt and guilt a little bit, you know. And like watching one another kind of struggle through that and knowing there's nothing you can do to fix it. Like it's just, it's just hurt, you know? And, um, all of those things really, I think (laughs) have definitely shaped me the past year. And, um, you know, I think of like the analogy of like a diamond, like being pressed on all sides and that's what makes it. And, um, I think that's really what the Lord has had us had happened this year. You know, we've been pressed on all sides, but we're still like, we're holding together and we're still holding tight right. to Christ. And um, even on the days when we can't hold on, he's holding on to us, you know? No doubt. So that's kind of where we've been. And one of the biggest lessons I think that has come out of that is just kind of the word abide and what it means to abide in the Lord and um, to allow him to hold on to you when you can't hold on and just resting in his presence when you don't have words to speak and you don't have like the thoughts to like give or to say, he's right. just there um, loving you regardless. And it's yeah. not up to you, you know, it's All up to him. So yeah. You know, Andy, I know that there are, and I appreciate you sharing all that. Yeah. I, I know I know there are people actually probably listening to this podcast who have had a similar experience mm-hmm. or like maybe even recently uh, have, have walked through, mm-hmm. you know, some of the stuff that you're walking through. I know that there's, uh, there there are a lot of folks who, who have to go through something painful like mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, if you could maybe kind of just zero in on that on on um on the on the miscarriage yeah. and that period around there mm-hmm. how did you how did you feel like the lord was ministering to you during that time like like what what was it that kind of got you through that honestly it was completely the grace of god like yeah. i there were so many days where like i would wake up and i couldn't even get out of bed like yeah. it was just so hard to even get up and um like just with like emotions they were raging you know for me a little bit more than Jackson just because there's a hormonal component and all of that and my body was trying to figure out what was going on you know um but I mean it took me until gosh January to stop like crying once an hour you know like I was so upset and I feel like never once did we ever doubt that the Lord was good in that never once did we say he doesn't have a plan you know we did Mm -hmm. question why like why is this happening what was the purpose in it but we know that there is a purpose in it even though we can't see it now you know and I think just that that thought that knowledge of knowing that he is still good and he has a plan it's not up to us to figure out what that plan is you know he's going to bring it into fruition um I think that's the biggest thing that kind of got us through was just knowing like 
there is more to come. He wouldn't just bring us to this just to let it be bad. Like there's good coming. So yeah, that's kind yeah. of what helped us get through a little bit. Yeah. In these passages that we've been talking about in, in church that the Lord keeps telling Moses, you know, to, to remind the children of Israel to say, look, you know, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the, I'm the, I was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, you know. And so the Lord keeps telling Moses to remind them of, of all of the ways that he had been faithful to their ancestors in the past. Mm-hmm. And so even though they were in this terrible situation, they were enslaved, they were being oppressed, they were, you know, it was just this awful, you know, gut-wrenching yeah. kind of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's reminding them over and over again, now remember who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I am good. Yeah. I, I have a plan for you. Mm-hmm. This is not the end. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, I think there's some real wisdom in that, that in, in what you're sharing, mm-hmm. you know, that, because sometimes, frankly, like that kind of faith and belief, you just have to work yourself up to that. Yeah. Like there's, uh-huh. you know, your circumstances are not telling you God is faithful and God is good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, because <laughs> it feels dark, it feels mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah. And, uh, so, so you just have to like actually remind yourself, no, mm-hmm. I know he is, whatever it looks like right now, I know who he is, mm-hmm. I know he's good and I'm going to persevere and that, that belief, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah, you're absolutely. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and we need the power of the Holy Spirit actually to help us actually navigate that, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and even work our way through it for sure. Yeah, wow. definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. So what about right now? How do you feel? Well, uh, let me say this though, because, <laughs> you know, it, it was interesting. You, you were like, you know, this past year, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, so that story it, it happens a lot. I hear that story a lot mm-hmm. from newlyweds. That, that first year of marriage, um, it's really like I remember my, my first year of marriage. I, I thought this is the awesomest thing ever, you know, mm-hmm. but like looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, it was hard. And mm-hmm. and we're lear- you're learning to get it along with another human being, yeah. <laughs> like live with this other yeah, human being, uh-huh. and uh, and it's not easy, you know. Mm-hmm. And we we fought maybe not fought more that first year than we fought the next ten years mm-hmm. if you added it up, you know. Yeah. So, um, but that the uh, and you guys, it hasn't just been a like a normal first mm-hmm. year. You you've actually had some adversity kind of yeah. thrown your way mm-hmm. in the middle of all of that. Some even some mental health struggles, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. There. So, um, so, so talk about your marriage a little bit. How has that uh, shaped you, sanctified you? Mm-hmm. Um, so how has it challenged you? And then also how has it been like an encouragement and a stabilizing force in yeah. all of this? You know, talk yeah. about that a little bit. Definitely. I mean, like you said, being a newlywed can be hard sometimes. I think a lot of the times we think, oh, it's going to be the best. And like we had lots of mar- premarital counseling, oh. you know, we knew it was going to be they, difficult at times. All, everybody tells yeah. you that. And it's like, you don't even hear it. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh yeah, maybe for some people, uh-huh. but you we're don't fine. know us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Jackson and I, we'd been friends for four years, but reality is we only started dating last August, you know? Yeah. So we haven't been together that long, like in a relationship capacity. And so uh-huh. really we are still learning things about each other that like we didn't know before, you know? And, um, I think that one of the biggest things is we're very opposite. So Jackson is very confrontational and like, he knows what he thinks and he's going to call it out. And I'm very like passive and I'm I'm like, well, okay, if that's what you think, I guess like (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. And so he's really like had to push me to like speak my mind and stand Mm -hmm. up for myself, which is such a, like a good thing in the Mm -hmm. moment. It doesn't feel good. You know, when you're having that conflict, it doesn't feel great to be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I I need to tell you what I think, but I love you and I don't want you to get mad, you know? Um, but like once we get 
get through it. Like it's so much better on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. like that relationship is deeper and is closer than what it was before. And really in every way, like he just balances me out so well. And he, um, just really, he calls out the good in me and encourages me in every way. Like when I was, when we were struggling with, um, the miscarriage, I, there were some days where I was like, what's the point? What's the point to all of this? Like why, um, why is this all happening to us right now? And he was the one who'd have to remind me like, no, the Lord is good. He's faithful. Like remember, and there are days when I just get so like down on myself and for whatever reason it may be, I'll I'll be upset about something. And he's like, no, remember who you are. Like you are kind and you are loving. And like, he just goes through this big list of things and just constantly like reminding me how loved I am. Um, And so that's one of the, I think the best parts of marriage is just, you know, how Christ loves the church. Like I see that every day through how Jackson loves me and it's really cool. Yeah. He's a good dude. He is. He is. (laughs) So I'm a fan. I'm a Jackson fan. So, uh, but I do think that there is a, that sense in, in marriage where like often when we are weak, then then Mm -hmm. that's a a place and a time even where our spouses is actually strong and the Mm -hmm. Lord just kind of works that out so well. Yeah. Um, one thing that you said that really resonated with me because I'm this, I'm the same way. Like (laughs) I'm a, I do, I do not like confrontation. Mm. Okay. So, and people who like, who don't know me super well might be like, well, that's weird. You know, cause you, (laughs) you know, but I don't, I, Mm -hmm. I, I like for people to like me. I do not, Mm -hmm. I do not like for people to be angry or upset at me. I don't like confrontation. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up, you know, my, my uh, mom is uh, super, like, demonstrative. And you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, uh, so she, when, when she got mad, everybody knew it, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah. uh, and I love her. And that's, that's a beautiful thing about who she is. But, but, you know, I always just learned to just, I just wanted to keep my head down. I just wanted mm-hmm. for there not be fights. I didn't want to have to do any of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So in my marriage, though, right, uh, I, I remember early on in my marriage, you know, there would be things that would happen that would hurt my feelings or that would upset me. And I would just be like, you know what? I'm not going to let that bother mm-hmm. me. But I would say that like, look yeah. what a big person I mm-hmm. am. You know, I am so amazing because Amy has done this terrible thing to me and I am not going to talk to her about it and I'm mm-hmm. not going to argue about it. So I walked around with this martyr syndrome all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought I was doing Amy some kind of favor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. By not expressing to her what was going on mm-hmm. in my heart. And what I had to learn, and, and I'm so grateful you've learned it in year one, right? <laughs> so for me, it was like 15 years, right, before I started to figure out the damage that that can mm, cause. Yeah. And, and I just, I learned that, that it's so important for us to be able to express what's going on in our heart to our spouse, even mm-hmm. when that might be hurt or disappointment or whatever else at our, you know. Yeah. So uh-huh. we had this counselor one time, and by the way, counseling, mm. well, I don't know what it is about, we... We only go to a counselor when like the wheels have completely fallen mm-hmm. off, right? You know, but like, but when I go to the doctor, I'll go to the doctor for checkups. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't yeah. think about counseling that uh-huh. way at all. Everyone should go to counseling, and you should go regularly. Yeah, if absolutely. You're married, mm-hmm. You should go often. You yeah. Know, uh, anyway, so but but I remember our counselor telling us. He said, "I want you to learn this sentence, word for word." And I want you to say this to each other. And this is just one of the many tools they gave us to help us navigate, you know, our marriage, which I'm so grateful for. But he said, I want you to say to each other, I know you didn't intend to, but when you blank, it made me feel blank. Mm. And I thought that That's was good. so healing for mm-hmm. us because what would happen is for Amy, when she got her feelings hurt, she didn't have a problem talking about it like I did. Like she would be like, you did this to me. And I'd be like, 
no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Immediately there's defense yeah, there. Uh-huh. You know? uh, but for, and me, on the other hand, what I didn't do, because I didn't want to be accusatory. I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just yeah. wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. So then I had all this bitterness and stuff that was rooted in my heart because mm-hmm. I wasn't sharing anything. You have to be able to express your feelings. Mm-hmm. And you have to do it, you have to be able to do it in a way that acknowledges that your spouse doesn't ever get up in the morning and think, you know what I want to do today? I want to yeah. make that person miserable. They never do that. <laughs> yeah. like they, they would never intentionally mm-hmm. hurt us. But just because they don't intend to doesn't mean that they don't. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I had to learn that lesson. And I'm mm-hmm. grateful that you learned it in year one. That's much <laughs> well, I'm better. still learning for sure. It's still a work in progress for sure. Another but. thing you said that was I thought was awesome. You, you said, uh, you said, you know, well, we're, you know, we're still learning about each other a lot about each other mm-hmm. you know because we you know we didn't date for very long you know what mm-hmm. i mean all that kind yeah. of stuff and i'm like oh yeah girl you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, i've been married 26 <laughs> years i'm still learning things about amy i didn't know i will be uh-huh. learning things about amy that i don't know until the end of time <laughs> so uh so which is uh, w- the beautiful amazing thing about marriage mm-hmm. you don't yeah. ever get to the bottom of that well mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh you don't ever solve the puzzle mm-hmm. so it's this constant journey with each other that i think is so precious and oh, so yeah. beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and, and Jackson, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good one, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he really, really is. is. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so I like I, I I like him a lot. I've been really mm-hmm. enjoyed getting to know him. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so I haven't had that opportunity. And <laughs> those of you who are listening, if you listen to the podcast that we did, you learn a lot about Jackson too, because <laughs> oh, yeah. because uh-huh. he got to share a lot about his his story and mm-hmm. his and his journey. So yeah. Okay. So um, so uh. You're, you know, where are you like right now? What is your, what, what, what's the, what, what's the big thing going on in your life or, or, or what are you learning right now? Yeah. What's happening right now in your life? Yeah. I mean, I feel like nothing big is happening right now in my life. Praise God. Yeah. You I need know. A break from yeah. Big, We're just kind yeah. of resting in yeah. the silence right now and yeah. it's great. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that the Lord is really teaching me is that like, I like kind of what you're talking about with therapy. We go when we're like hurting or when we need help, you know? And now that it's silent, like I still need to be seeking the Lord as much as I was when we were like hitting those rough waters not too Mm -hmm. long ago, you know? And kind of on the marriage side of things, like I'm learning how to do that with Jackson, like not just seeking it on my own, but seeking it as like a family and working towards like a deeper relationship as a family. Right. So I think that's kind of like, our heart right now as we're sitting in this season of silence and stillness. So, yeah. And just getting to heal up a little bit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. The Lord is gracious that he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he leads us through the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. right? But he also leads us to some green pastures yeah, beside absolutely. the still waters. Absolutely. You know? so, yeah. Because uh, we need those times of mm-hmm. like of refreshing. Yeah. So And he's provided sure. so much, like so, so much, even just through like our community, like mm-hmm. our little community group here, like yeah, that's helped yeah. us so much. And we have some friends. Um, actually I was their boss when I worked at Indiana um, and awesome. we had a little team of people and we're all super, super close. And we've just had them like, they just reach out to us and like, Hey, so we're good. praying for you guys. Want to come eat pizza and talk yeah. about it? And it's like, <laughs> oh, I guess, you know, they're just so like intentional and like yeah. life get alone. And it's such a good thing. And the Lord's really showing us like, we're not alone in it, you know, yeah. like we don't have to be alone in it. So there's no way to do it alone you know we were made for community Mm -hmm. really and and uh and 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 i think our culture western culture understands that less as a Mm -hmm. person who's been in you know in in south and east you know cultures 
you know, they they have this innate understanding that we're all connected to each mm-hmm. other and and that our identity is bound up in our community and that we need one another. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the West, there's this kind of individualism that's mm-hmm. kind of become a part of who we are. Yeah, we have to do it all ourselves yeah. and make and it our own. And mm-hmm. We don't think we need anybody. You know, good fences make good neighbors. Mm-hmm. And you know what yeah. I mean? All, uh-huh. and, and we just think we, we you know, we, we value our privacy and we all those kinds of things. Which It's not bad, but it's just we're less centered in community. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one thing that I've learned over the course of my life is that, you know, I, I really desperately need other people you know, mm-hmm. speaking into my life and doing life with yeah. me and keep holding mm-hmm. me accountable. And you, there's no way to, no way to succeed or no way yeah. to be who we're supposed to be in Christ without it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why the church is the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like, I think for me, this is the first time I've experienced true community because I'm very, I'm very introverted and uh-huh. being on a church staff, I feel like sometimes it's hard to find that community where you totally. can be completely real and not have to worry about like, any repercussions from that. And yeah. so I think this is the first time I'm experiencing it, but it's yeah. not something that you ha- get to like just walk into, you know, you have to take that active step into yeah. like finding that community and finding a place to be. Um, and I think that's part of the beauty of it. You know, you yeah. have to work towards it. It's not just there, you know? Yeah. Th- but that's a good word, Annie, I, because th- there are probably people listening to the podcast who uh, they may have even been coming to first shallow water. And may mm-hmm. have even been coming for like a long time, mm-hmm. but uh, but they wouldn't be able to say that they have that they're connected like mm-hmm. that. They have community yeah. like uh-huh. that, and uh, and so I would say if you're out there listening, you're like, oh, that's me. You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, I would say to you, uh, well, it's going to take a little bit of effort on your yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to help uh, mm-hmm. any way we can. Please let us help you find you know yeah. some community. We uh-huh. have a lot of awesome, vibrant community in our church. Let us help you plug in to a serve team, to a grow group. Let us help you do that. But it's going to take some effort putting yourself out there on your part in yeah. order to be able to find it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hear from people all the time who are like, well, I just never felt welcomed at that church, you know. And I'm like, okay. Uh, the part of that probably has to do with the culture of the church. But but some of it probably has to do with the fact that you, you didn't really... You don't really seek it out. You yeah, know? yeah. And, uh, and uh, so there is that part where we have to kind of seek mm-hmm. out healthy community. You don't have to seek out unhealthy community. I've learned mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Unhe- true. <laughs> unhealthy community. Toxic, uh-huh. that finds you. Yes. <laughs> you, you don't have to seek that out. But, if, but to find healthy community, you really do mm-hmm. have to go looking for it. Yeah, you and know? it would be willing to be open in that situation, you know, if yeah. you just sit there silent, not much. Yeah. Like you get what you put in you know right so. right yeah and yeah the, the community is what you make it mm-hmm. you know what yeah. you know your relationships with people are what you invest mm-hmm. in them and i think that's that's good and so uh, maybe the, uh, to kind of wrap things up listen is that there's anything mm-hmm. that you no. want to talk about <laughs> uh, to, to kind of wrap things up then to uh like going back to to your marriage and mm-hmm. I, I know you know a lot of people who listen to the podcast some of them are going to be newlyweds like you were young married <laughs> like you some of us are people have been married for forever mm-hmm. but um, but just kind of along those same lines, um, you said something that I thought was really awesome because you talked about how Jackson um, encourages, like, brings the best out of you, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I just think that this is what we miss about marriage, you know. In, mm-hmm. in Ephesians chapter five, when Paul's talking, you know, uh, he's like, submit to one another in love, you mm-hmm. know. And then he goes on to describe what that looks like. He says, wives, submit to your husbands, you know. Yeah. And, it's, and, and husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He goes through this really beautiful description mm-hmm. of what it means for us to live in submission to one another yeah. and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we miss this in marriage sometimes, that, that marriage, that we're responsible. We're responsible for helping another person 
be all that God has created them to be, empowering yeah. them, inspiring them to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and one day we're going to be responsible for before God mm-hmm. to present our spouse as holy to them. Like when, when we when we stand before the, you know, the judgment seat, you know, mm-hmm. and when our whole lives replay before the Lord and we, you know, it won't just be me standing before the Lord responsible. Right. My wife's going to be there mm-hmm. he, because the Lord is going to ask Amy, how did you make him holy? And the Lord asked me about about Amy. Mm-hmm. How did you help her be, be become all that I've created? Her be? How yeah. did you aid mm-hmm. her in holiness? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. and boy, that is kind of mind-blowing you know yeah, I know. <laughs> scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little intense but good yeah. definitely but we get to do that mm-hmm. we, for someone else we get to it's a wonderful opportunity that we have to just help this person flower into everything that god has created mm-hmm. them to be yeah but 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 in a marriage if we're not like really selflessly focused on doing that for one another then it doesn't work, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and and it can and it can get toxic and it can get unhealthy really mm-hmm. quickly, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, uh, it's another thing that's really cool that you guys have figured out in year mm-hmm. one, you know, <laughs> or at least have learned, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, about in year one, yeah. because once again, that was it, so many people that I even counsel. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you ask them why why are you marrying this person, they're like, well, they just they make me so happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, uh, they they date Jerry Maguire. You know, you they complete me. You know, whatever, whatever. You know, uh-huh, yeah. and I'm like, okay, they, today they do, mm-hmm. but guess what? At year seven, maybe yeah. they won't be completing mm-hmm. you then, right? Yeah. Maybe they won't be making you happy then. Uh-huh. Like if that's the foundation of your relationship, yeah. it fades, it fails. It can't be it, right? Mm-hmm. The foundation of your relationship has to be. I wake up every morning thinking, how can I? How can I serve my mm-hmm. wife? How can I help my wife become all that God has created her to be today? What can yeah. I do uh-huh. to move her closer to yeah. Christ? Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's absolutely like it's an act of choice. You know, mm-hmm. you don't wake up every day necessarily feeling loving. Like they're going to make you mad. Sure. They're going to oh, frustrate gosh. you. They're going to annoy you. But you have to still choose like to love every day and to find those ways, like you're saying, that you can empower them and love them right. regardless. Yeah. So anyway, so that's a really important lesson about marriage that you guys have been able to kind of latch on to early on in your marriage that it took it took Amy and I a lot longer to figure out, you yeah. know. <laughs> I think maybe we may, we knew it like in the back of our heads, but mm-hmm. we didn't we weren't we didn't really know what that looked like mm-hmm. fleshed out, you know. Yeah. What yeah. it meant. Mm-hmm. And and it's one thing to to know it, it's another thing when adversity hits, right? Mm-hmm. Like so like you know, there was a, a time in our marriage where I was really struggling. Just, I mean, this was lost, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the enemy was just all over me. And I was making destructive, you know, choices and um, where my wife stood in the gap for mm-hmm. me. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. And, 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 and look, it didn't feel, that whole time wasn't good for her. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't feeling super great, not mm-hmm. super happy. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. But, but she understood, and, and the Lord revealed to her in that time, my job is to fight for my husband, mm-hmm. to fight for his soul. I will not let the enemy win victory in my husband's life. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my job. And, uh, and she did that. And, and that's the only reason why I'm serving the Lord today is because she stood in the mm-hmm. gap for me. And I've been able to do that for her at time, mm-hmm. times in her life that were really dark, where she was really adversity struck, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, those and, and those moments I've been able to stand in the gap for her. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of over the course of, you know, the years of marriage, you figure that out. And and mm-hmm. you guys just kind of got, you got uh, uh, some helpings of adversity earlier on in, yeah. your, uh-huh. in your marriage, you know, than other people do. But 
uh, what a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to, to be able to do for somebody. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, gosh, that was awesome. I'm, I'm so glad we got to talk about all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it's been such a, uh, a really delight, you know, just mm-hmm. to kind of be able to work with you. I know you, you I, I do want to say this because you mentioned that, that that it's just been since January since you were like crying every hour. Yeah. I just want to say I came to work with you every day. OK. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. what I saw was you uh, smiling and serving. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And I knew, look, I knew you were going mm-hmm. through hard times, but but that that, you know, y- you you always uh always are working so hard to serve other people mm-hmm. and and you're just a real joy to be around and so i'm really grateful thank you, for you. and uh grateful to be your pastor mm-hmm. and even more grateful to be your friend so um and all of you who are listening out there in podcast world thanks for joining us i hope you i hope uh, i hope it's been as uh, awesome for you as it has been for me to learn a little bit more about any <laughs> and uh and maybe you know what maybe maybe somebody listens to this podcast will be like man i need to I need to meet Annie. We need to go to coffee. You know what I mean? Like so, yes. so, so yeah. So here, you know where mm-hmm. you can find her from eight to five every day. You know, <laughs> it's right over in the church office. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, but hopefully you'll be inspired to get to know her because knowing Annie is a blessing. So, uh, and uh, stay. Make sure you stay tuned uh, to the podcast. We have exciting episodes coming up in the near future, and uh, and so we're excited for you to be able to join us and just excited about the way God's using this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's neat to hear people's stories. You yeah, know, it really absolutely. is. So. So, uh, so make sure that you stay tuned and join us, and we hope you have an amazing, wonderful week. We'll see you soon.